my, my juices flow all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know as much as I know. Right now, we've been able to stuff to stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a triple play. The Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people. All right, it's week three. Law of the Wolf. I'm excited for this one. Uh, James Henderson, Inside Pack Sports, joining me this week. Uh, no, I never call you James. Uh, there you I go. Call you Svenge. Yeah. Um, from our past in both ACC fantasy football and NFL fantasy football. For those who don't know, you are the maestro. You are okay. the finale. You are. I, I don't know how you do it, but you consistently win every fantasy league that you're ever in. And shouts to you. Because I, I want to say back in the day when you were kicking my ass, you were like, all I do is I, I listen to podcasts. That's what I do. Yeah. I get in my car. I listen to these fantasy sports podcasts. So you, you were an early starter. You were ahead of the game, Svenge. Yeah, I tell people, you know, because they ask me a lot of times. And I even told you this with, with your new platform. It's a lot easier for me to listen because I'm not a big radio guy, right? Like I listen to podcasts I always have. And so um, for me, I mean – my early runs back in the day when we were doing those going out on walks or whatever, I'd be doing, you know, fantasy football podcasts and getting the inside scoop, getting a little help there, not telling anybody. And <laughs> there you go. Des Kitchings didn't actually text you before the ECU game when it was, it was either Jumichael Ramos or was, was it, it, was it Steph, Steph Lewis with the 80 yard <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> oh my God. You no, are the definition no. of a weasel. <laughs> that was that five minute early plug into the lineup and two minutes later he catches the 80 yard touchdown pass that one was classic speaking of early movers though like you went out on your own mm-hmm. i mean I, I i would still consider pack pride back when you were with pack proud out on your own uh but how has everything been with inside pack sports i, I know it's been uh, a couple of years now but th- that was also a little bit of a risk for you leaving leaving the it was. Yeah, it was, you know, um, just to be able to go from a network to independent, obviously it's always risky. You know, when I was with, uh, with Pac pride, we were who I think scout at the time. Now they're two, four, seven. And so you kind of had that backing, but, um, you know, for me, I wanted to just go out without really having a network to, in a sense, answer to, and, um, you know, kind of do it on my own, a little risky, less help. Um, but, you can do things pretty much however you want to do it, which I think kind of I, I, I like better. So it's, it's going well. We started in 2017 and continue to grow and um, doing different things. And, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Is it still – do you con- still consider the message board the primary driver for the site, or is it the content? Or is I it think, they go hand in hand? Yeah, I think they go hand in hand. I really do. Um, I think the community – is what makes your content um, valued even more in a sense, because um, I think there's some people out there who who put out a lot of really good content at various places. And if they don't have a, a community there to it, to check it out, I mean, what are you really getting out of it? Right. Like I, I'll see some, some great stories up across the networks, the various networks, and it'll have two or three replies to it, which blows my mind because I'm like, this is outstanding work. And um, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to, do you have an inviting community? And and I know with us, that's been one of the things we've really kind of stressed is building our community up. And we talk about our message boards. I'm very active 
you know, I make it all, I make a, a point to go on there and whether I agree with what people say or not, I don't, I don't believe in the customer is always right, Joe. This is a, no, I do not. This is a debate situation. We go okay, on there yeah, and a lot of times, a lot of times on the boards, I get caught arguing with people like yesterday. I, I give you a perfect example and I'm sure NC state fans will not appreciate this because they didn't know my boards, but I got into an argument with people about who was a better quarterback, Cam Newton or Drake may. Well, wait a second. Who was? Yes. 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 All right. Cam. Explain my, let's go there. Let's, let's. Well, I just personally, part. personally, I've never viewed Cam Newton as a great quarterback. Okay. So I just, and I'm a big, like, even, definition of the word quarterback as well. Yeah. And even, and even though Drake May plays for North Carolina, from the moment I watched him play, I thought this guy was a stud. Yes. I really do. I mean, you, you feel the same way. You can watch I him do. play and, and tell he's just different. And so, I mean, now, I, I got it. The accomplishments matter, though. That's where the camera. Well, and, and that's where I was saying, like, I was doing independent of accomplishments. Okay. And I'll give you, I'll give you another example. Uh, one of the re replies to me was, um, was well, James, you know, Drake Mays, he will never win an MVP, make a Super Bowl, win a Heisman, be the number one draft pick, all of those things. He won't ever do those things. And I said, okay, maybe, but Philip Rivers never did all those things. And as an NC State fan, you probably think, no, I'm saying, not saying you, but in general, sure. Philip Rivers is a better quarterback than Cam Newton. I would. I don't know how you feel, but so to me, the accomplishments <laughs> aspect of it is a little is a little different. Right. But it, but that's the thing that that was a two page debate on our board, and I'm sitting here debating. I'm right. I guess I'm propping up a North Carolina you were a guy, little which, bit of a foil. Yeah, but it, yeah, but yeah. It wasn't something you weren't being fake about it. You're no, you were no, it's just the definition of how you how you view a quarterback and how a position is played. That you you know obviously the retort for for Ken, and this is an Auburn therapy mm -hmm. this is the law of the wolf but obviously there was like what one other NFL player on that Auburn team that won the national championship yeah. so it's kind of like he did a lot. <laughs> and, and and again it's not even independent on on Cam. I think Cam was better than Tim Tebow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he backed up Tim Tebow for 2 years. Yeah. Right? Like so yeah. you know, it wasn't a shot at Cam or anything like that. But that just gives you an idea of the debate I'll have and folks get mad at me, but we don't always agree and I think they appreciate engaging. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you have an audience, I have an audience. There is probably one overlap there. That's Joe Wagstaff. Uh, okay. Big big fan of ours. And yeah. he posted a question to me and I and I thought to myself, "Well, who can I get to answer these questions with me?" I thought of JC Zemble. Mm -hmm. And well, Peck Central, JC's, uh, you know, he's cancer survivor. He he's over at Duke today, getting some uh, uh, one of his checkups. There you go. All was well by JC, knocking on wood. Unfortunately, could not join us today. And then I was like, well, I, I'll get I'll get the Svenge and JC because you guys have been around. You guys have covered these mm -hmm. teams. Uh, and me and you, similar time frames. What was your? When did you start doing your work? originally for pack pride right yeah i was um it was 2002 oh two 2002 um we did i did a my first semester i did with them was my last semester at state that spring going into 2003 and then in 2003 because we just started we were not credentialed so it was one of those deals where i had to talk to state yeah. and show them we were going to do stuff for a year so we did everything for a year to kind of i guess prove our, ourselves and in the 2004 we got credentialed over there so yep. from that point on we've been credentialed awesome all right so joe wagstaff asked me he goes hey i want to know the best win for dave doran nc state's football coach i want to know the best win for kevin keats nc state's men's basketball coach and the best win for elliot avent NC State's baseball coach. Now, I think of you as basketball and football. 
Mm -hmm. Your guy, Robbie McLam, does a lot of your baseball for you, but yeah. you're still qualified to have the conversation. Yeah, I follow. Yeah, I still go so, cover. Now, Joe um, only asked for the best, but me being me, I said, you know, we can make this a whole podcast. All we have to do is add in the worst mm -hmm. as well. We're moving on. Maybe you're moving on this summer. Maybe you're looking for somewhere new to live, looking for a new home. Here's the deal. Go check out Hometown Realty. They're at myhtr.com. They've got all of your real estate needs, residential, commercial, or if you're looking to rent, Barry Woodard's team, they have more than 250 agents in six locations. They're Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Selma, and Atlantic Beach. Looking for a new house? You want to be set up for that next school year? Get your family set? Get your kids ready to be in their new school? If you're looking to buy or sell, check them out. Again, it's myhtr.com. You can also do this the old-fashioned way. You can give them a call at 919-550-7355. Big shouts to Barry. I was playing out the home course yesterday at Eagle Ridge, and I saw their ad on the seventh tee box. I said, yes, that's my guy. If you need a house, Barry's the one for you. Again, Hometown Realty, it's myhtr.com. And as always, once you sell that home, or if you need to close on that home, you're going to need a lawyer. And that's where Whitaker and Hamer come into play. Josh Whitaker, big state fan. Yes, there are lawyers out there that are actual state fans. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, they have more than 20 years of experience. They can help you close on a home. You can start a new business. Maybe you need to sell a business. Anything that's family law related, Whitaker and Hamer have you. Check them out. They're in Raleigh, Clayton, Fuquay, Moorhead City, and of course, all of the G's. Goldsboro, Gastonia, Garner, you name it, they're there. They have the greatest URL there is, www.wh.lawyer. That's wh.lawyer. Insane how smart that is. Or you can give them a call, 919-772-7000. Well, so I'm going to let you serve first here. I'm going to let you... We'll just do, we'll do it by coach. We'll do the best work for each coach. We'll do this the, the three segments that way so i'm gonna let you choose would you you are a uh you're a proponent uh, of dave doran would you like to start with your guy diamond dave or you want, you want to end on the football high note let's let's end with dave let's end with all dave. right all right well let's start with elliot because I, I am a okay. big elliot fan i, I am Me friends too. with elliot legitimately friends with elliot and uh it is can be difficult for me to separate uh sometimes the emotion from the facts mm -hmm. Let's just let's start let's start with the worst with Elliot. And unfortunately, we have a, we have a larger sample size because he's been there since mm -hmm. my senior year at NC State in 97, which is a long time. Uh and he's had some amazing wins, but he's had some crazy painful difficult losses. So, I don't know how you're going to interpret worst, and I'm sure with each coach we'll probably have a different definition of what worst is. Mm -hmm. Let's start with baseball. Let's start with Elliot. Would with what you would consider in his tenure the worst loss. Well, I think you're right. I think Elliot's the toughest in all this because of the length of time we we can pick from, right? And 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 also give him credit. He's been in a position. What is it? Seven times now to win an ACC championship, yeah. I believe. So he's been there. And you could pick any of those. You can go to the NCAA tournaments, whatever. I actually went with the Duke game in 2021. And a little bit of that is recency bias. That's the ACC title game yeah. back in 2021. But to lose that game 1-0 and in the current pod setup, the way it's set up, it gives you every opportunity to kind of have things lined up 
to go into that matchup with the chance to win it. And, and State was lined up. Um, pitching was set up. And I think you told me it was the first 1-0 loss in ACC tournament yeah, history, right? Yeah. Only. Only yeah, loss. Yeah, and yeah. so to lose that game to to Duke, who, again, you're playing in Durham, I believe it was. Um, no, it was and, down in Charlotte. No, that one was in Charlotte. Yeah, but you're and but but Duke's not a traditional baseball power, right? No. So this is <laughs> so this is one where you like we're sitting here thinking, crazy. right? I think it was their first ever. We're sitting here thinking, okay, you're going to you get Duke in a title game, like this is the one, and you're running hot with a good team. Yeah, and because I'm I'm like you, Joe. I tell people all the time, like, and it's I think it shocks shock some people on our boards. I say if I could pick one coach at state to win an ACC championship, it's Elliot Avon. Sure. Because I think he's too good of a coach to never have won one, right? Like, yeah, I think I mean, think instantly finds pros better than any other coach at state, right? Unbelievable in our tens between you and you in the last twenty five years. Right, I mean, I'm not even sure it's even a debate. No, and so for him to to not have an ACC championship is it's mind boggling to me. And I just thought that Duke one was perfect setup. Um. Because, you know, in, in the past, if you can go through those six or seven games, it feels like several of them in the championship state was maybe an underdog. Yeah, the Florida State monster or one of the right. Carolina teams. No, notably, I'm thinking of a Florida State game in Durham where they just had guys and you're like, yeah, this, this isn't coming home. But there's All there's the other games I'm sure you can pick. I mean, you got well, TCI. Why yeah. you go? Yeah, this is where yeah. worst. It, it all depend, depends on worst. And I, I agree with you. I think the Duke game, just by game, an opportunity mm. would be Duke. Now, I could go off the board completely and say the worst was the pandemic in 2020, not 21, 20, because I'm watching Patrick Bailey absolutely rip it up with the Giants right now. And mm -hmm. people forget that all of the parts from 21 were there in 20 when the season got shut down and they were off to a tremendous start. Like, that was his best team in 25 years. Yeah, in 25 years, I will just tell you, and I think he would tell you the same thing. The pandemic team, Patrick Bailey, was his best team. And it, I hate that they never had a chance to have a kick at it. And then, of course, you get to 21, and you have the Duke loss in the championship game. You have the run through the tournament. The, the lopsided loss to Arkansas, they bounced back the next day. They beat Arkansas. Something tells me we'll get to that one on the other side of this, mm -hmm. of the vest. Um, and then to be kicked out of the tournament when they had eligible players who never tested negative for COVID. I don't care what side of the political river you're on. They had eligible players. They should have been allowed to play with the eligible players. So that's, that is difficult to stomach. Um, uh, but I'll actually go. I'm going to go uh, for an actual on-field result. I am going to go with the UCLA game in 13. They mm. end up losing by a run. I don't. I just watched the highlights of this game yesterday. The ball goes out to left field. It's a single. The left fielder air now. Chris Hart, third base coach, holds up the runner because there's a single, short single, shallow, shallow left field. There's really no reason to press after scoring one run. The UCLA left fielder airmails the ball, air completely airmails it. It somehow hits a brick behind home plate, you know, the backstop, and the ball mm -hmm. literally like caroms all like it shoots back in a way that the only possible way that the runner could have been thrown out at home, and they were. 
And NC State doesn't end up scoring another run in that game. Notably, Trey Turner hits a shot that everyone will now say was a home run. Anyone right. in the building would say it was. So to lose that game, to be in the winner's bracket, to be it, to have a chance at being up, at being 2-0, driver's seat in that pod. Uh, and, and UCLA obviously goes on to win the championship there in 13. So I'm going to, obviously I'm, I'm taking more of a pain. I'm, I'm taking more of a retrospective, like, Hey, you win that game with that team, because then you could have rested and you would have had Rodon ready. Uh, that's just a, uh, so to me, I'm going to go there, but obviously you have a UNC game in the ACC tournament. That was 18. Innings. Yes. That one's a little tough. That one was on my list. Yep. Stomach. That one is definitely because you had TCU where they were up 8 1 in the 2015 mm-hmm. regional. They end up in the eighth inning and they have losing 9 8. You have the Coastal Carolina debacle where it was yeah. a hurricane and the umpires made them continue to play the game. It was that was garbage. Uh, and of course, Coastal goes on in 16 to win the national championship after beating them. You also have after beating Carolina in the first game of that CWS in 13, they then in the losers bracket lose to Carolina. Mm. Uh, you also have the ACC tournament loss down in Greensboro, which gave us replay in baseball because of the umpire f- completely falling asleep as Trey Turner stole home and mm-hmm. it inexplicably and erroneously called him out when it would, he was just not paying attention to the to the play at all. Uh, but it is that that is actually NC State's claim to fame. You know that, right? They're the reason no, that they're the reason that replay exists in college football in the. ACC I did not know that because the TN flooded. No. Oh yeah, yeah. T. Okay, yeah, yes, yes, yes. The very next year yes. they had replay in college football in the ACC yes. in college football. I, I was thinking you were linking it to the baseball, but of course no, the TN went down. Fourteen, they didn't have video replay. The right. next year, because right. of the Trey Turner play, they had video they replay right. in baseball. So Which they should have. NC State yeah. needs to hang a banner because they are the reason that replay exists. All right, let's go to the uh, the positive side for NC State baseball. Elliot Avent in his tenure. Let's go with your the best win of Elliot's tenure. I mean, it has to be for me at least Arkansas. Um, you know, we talked about this earlier, bouncing back from that that blowout loss, right? And then you're able to come back. And, and we've talked at times about. Yeah, I know as, as those who follow NC State have always talked about being able in that spot, getting up and doing something. Yep. Right. And we've seen them not do it. And yet for state to go there. And, and I think, you know, the more you get separated from that year, the, I guess the more folks will forget how dominant Arkansas was viewed that year. Yeah. Number right? one I mean, they, overall, right. number one overall seed at their place, just coming off a game where they scored 21 and runs against you and they had the number one pitcher on the mound. So, right. And I think it was something there. like they, they didn't lose a series in the SEC that year or something crazy like that. I mean, they were dominant and um, I, no one expected NC state to win that game. And, and so to go and pull that one out, I mean, I think – and, again, it sets up all you were talking about where I think you probably feel like me if NC State doesn't have the COVID stuff, they, they may win that that World oh. Series that year. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. So, I mean, to be put in that position with that win, I mean, it has to be, that for me, that Arkansas one. I love the Arkansas game. But to me and, – and also beating Carolina in that opener in the CWS, the first CWS came out in Omaha. Because mm-hmm. remember, they had lost – to Carolina in that yep. game. So it was like, oh man, they can't beat Carolina. They can't beat well, no, then they did it. And they actually kicked their ass. Um the Arkansas game, same for me, because of that's the same team that lost to Duke 1 0. So mm-hmm. the resiliency, there's an arc there. Uh, but I'm actually gonna go with a game 
that I was at and that I covered, which was 13, which was to get to Omaha. And again, they had lost that year in an in 18 inning game in the ACC tournament to Carolina. Well, now they have Rice in the Super Regional at Doak Field. Yep. And Ethan Ogburn comes in and he pitches, I think, I think he pitched four innings in relief in extra innings. In 17 innings, they end up winning the game uh, 5-4. They beat Rice. Now, Rice, to your point, was not the caliber that Arkansas was. But uh, you, you combine how long they had tried to get to Omaha. Yeah. This was their first trip under Elliott to Omaha, first in 67. So really, it was a culmination of everything that Elliott had worked for. It was also at home which I do think matters. And it was also this 17 inning game where a lot of people, there was rain. It was like the middle of the night by the time they finished. Yeah. It was I well, remember worth, that. Uh, it was well worth the payoff for NC state and LA David. All right. We, we feel good. We, we yeah. ended on the positive. We feel good. It, it got in on the positive. Yep. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's pay some bills. We'll come back. Let's talk about Kevin Keats. We, we have, we have fewer mm. seasons to choose from. We'll come back right after this after some words from from my sponsors, Sven. As, as you've talked, you, go. Man, you gotta yeah. you gotta get out there and hustle. You gotta pound the pavement, my friend. Get them, get them. I know someone who's undefeated in their tenure. That's Hayes Lancaster, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. They beat the bugs every time. They beat the mice every time. They beat the moisture in your crawl space, basement, underneath your house every time. Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, you got bugs inside, you got them outside. Give Hayes and his crew a call, 919-807-1951. Check them out online, it's bugsbite.com, or on the Twitters, it's no mosquito NC. Year three for me with an NC State podcast, and year three for the support from Hayes Lancaster and Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. Appreciate him and always believing in us. And speaking in believing in things that matter, I will tell you what matters the most to me. That's pizza. And if you've never been to Oakwood Pizza Box, what are you doing? What are you doing? Go check them out on Person Street. They have the best pizza, not only in North Carolina. They have the best pizza, not only in Raleigh, but in all of North Carolina. They're open Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah, my guy Chung, big state fan, went over on a Tuesday. He's like, Joe, I'm trying to support. I'm trying to go to Oakwood Pizza Box. They're not open. That's right. So Wednesday through Sunday, they're on Person Street there, right across from the world-famous Krispy Kreme. Go check out Anthony. Get the square pizza. Tell them tell them that I sent you. Tell them that you listen to Law of the Wolf podcast. It's oakwoodpizzabox.com. All right, we have, we have fewer years to choose from with Kevin Keats on the men's basketball side. And James Henderson, inside Pack Sports. Spence, what do you, what do you have going on? Let, let's, get a, let's get a quick... IPS plug here. What what would you like yeah. our uh, listeners and your audience to go find? I mean, it's just we got everything. We have everything at the website. If you're looking for anything on NC State right now, we've got a football recruiting content. Big uh, month here going on. You know that with football camp. Say, you are Johnny recruiting. You, you yeah, are. I mean, re- recruiting is big right now. Um, you know, we've got a lot going on. I mean, we we've been focusing more on. Um, the uh, NIL side, you know, that yeah. we, when we were talking earlier, I told you like one of the advantages to being independent is I can do whatever the hell I want to do. Right. So True. I decided when NIL came around that, you know, we were going to open up or provide a subscription tier for our members to contribute to an NIL fund. Like we don't view ourselves as a collective, but I know for me and you probably feel the same way as I do when I was at NC State, um, I hung out with a lot of athletes, got to know a lot of athletes and I saw firsthand 
scholarship wasn't enough for a lot of these guys. Right. You know, I mean, it just as well. Right. It just wasn't enough. And so I've been a big believer that they should get more compensated, whatever you want to decide. So I think NIL is great. So we have a um, a subscription tier in place called Elite Plus where some of our members contribute to it. We take that money. We do sponsorships, reads, interviews with players just to kind of give back in that sense. So that's something we've really focused on here in the last year. So we've got a lot going on, man, a lot of different things. Um, just check us out, and uh, I'm sure we can find something or we have something over there you're looking for. Your, what's your URL? Come on, man. You Don't be a rookie. Insidepacksports.com. Real simple. Okay. Take the inside pack sports, add the dot com to it. If you don't know, just hey, just find us on Twitter everywhere. We're out there. Perfect. All right, let's get into Kevin Keats. We only can go back to the 17 18 season. And I always, when I talk basketball, I talk in Ken Palm years. Mm-hmm. So I'll, we'll just go 18 through 23 here. Um, okay. So Kevin comes in, replaces Mark Gottfried. We all know how it ended with the Gottman. Uh, mm. may not remember how it started with Kevin, but it because of some early wins, started like gangbusters, yeah, under Kevin. So I'm curious, uh, now which way would you like to go? You want let, let's start with the good one and with the bad on Kevin, okay. All right, so let's go with your best win in Kevin Keats's 60s and NC State men's basketball coach. You know, for me, it's it's interesting. I was telling you before we started that the thing with Kevin that that's unique to this discussion is he hasn't had a lot of those high leverage spots, right? Like he hasn't been in an ACC title game or a Sweet 16 matchup or Final Four where you can have kind of a quote-unquote big win or big loss. Now, one thing he has done, and maybe you'll touch on this, is he's fared relatively well against his rivals. You know, Duke mm-hmm. and North Carolina, he's gotten some wins against them. But the game I'm going with is – uh, Virginia in 2020 on the road um, up at Virginia. You know, that was the year Virginia was coming off a national championship. And, you know, a few years back, I mean, it felt like just no one won up there, right? Like you right. go to Virginia and Charlottesville and you're just not I'm winning not the game. <laughs> no, and certainly not NC State. I mean, State hadn't won there in years. And, um, you know, I think that was that year. Uh, that ended up being the COVID year. But State went up there, won that game, I think 50, was it 61, 58, something like that. And it was just a big road win against a, a national cha- defending national champion. To do it on the road, I think, matters a little bit. And there's some more that you could go to with Kevin. But um, I, I thought that was a big win because this, there was this perception there, at least relative on our – at least on our boards with Virginia, with their style of play, could State find a way to win games against them? Because, you know, the way Kevin plays is completely different than the way Virginia plays. Now, we we sit here and look here a few years later, and it's kind of like State – is genuinely generally in those games, whether they win or lose. I mean, they've had some success yeah. following that up against Virginia, but I thought that was a really big win for Kevin uh, against the Cavaliers on the road. I agree that it was good to finally beat them there, and that they've had trouble winning there. And gosh, I don't, I can't even count the number of times I've covered a loss in Charlottesville. Yeah. Because I do remember the Ryan Harrow CJ Leslie game where CJ was a minus thirty eight. Mm. You have to try really hard mm. to be a minus thirty eight. I'll just I'll just leave that. Oh, that was bad, CJ. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. Um, while that is impressive, and I, I really don't just want to concentrate on Kevin's first year because I, I think he's had other great moments. The Arizona game, I thought, right out of the yeah. gate in 18, down in uh, Atlantis, right? 
Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was a real statement because as you know, as someone who's covered this school and, and has been through a couple of different coaching searches, you know what Sean Miller and what his name means, you know, the former assistant for Herb Sendek, and he's kind of Any been of the object. Yeah, well, Archie played here, but you got to remember mm-hmm. Sean was a more established head coach. So I, th- I feel like any of the, the previous three coaching searches were all like, oh, they got to go get Sean. They got to go get Sean. And, and even Debbie, I remember when she replaced Sidney Lowe, had said, you know, Sean is the one I would go get. That's the one I want. Um, you know, he was established at Arizona at the time and, you know, wasn't going to leave Arizona for NC State. I don't think I'm insulting anyone's mm-hmm. feelings by saying that. Uh, but I just felt like there was a standard there for NC State fans and five games into Kevin's tenure in the first real game that they played because the first four games were VMI, Charleston Southern, Bryant, and Presbyterian. Okay. So they get right. down to Atlanta's and then they beat Arizona, number two team in the country with DeAndre, eight and 90 to 84. I thought that was a real uh, announcement of who you are and what you plan on being. And you know, to follow that up with a number two, to beat number two Duke that season, I thought was also a good win. They beat Duke this year. They beat the breaks off of Duke this year in Raleigh. It was a game that um, it's Duke's largest non-conference loss, I think, ever. Mm-hmm. So, um, to, oh, excuse me, to an unranked team. So I, that's got to be on the list as well. It was also, you can make an argument, that's what got them into the NCAA tournament this year was that was specifically oh, yeah. that game because Carolina, remember, didn't beat Duke this year. And there's a reason Carolina didn't get in. There's a reason that Clemson didn't get in. They didn't beat Duke either. Or they did beat Duke down there, but they didn't beat uh, Miami. State beat Miami. So I don't know if I, I would strongly consider those, but I also think beating Carolina in that first year in the, at the Smith Center, 95-91, the Alaric Freeman game, where he went berserk from three. I think given the juxtaposition of how Godfrey's last game at that in that building was mm. 107.56. Uh, story time, which I remember was the year after Mark had gotten fired. It was really before all of the NCAA stuff had kind of kicked in for Dennis. And uh, <laughs> Mark called me and we were talking. It was talking about a story. And I was like, okay. And then he he said something to me about like, oh, I wasn't, I, I that I didn't support him. And I wasn't a fan of his and that I was always out to get him or something like that. And I said, and, and, and I took it as like, he thought somehow I played a role in how he got fired. And I, I know I was in the old and no newsroom. And I remember sitting up there and I was talking at a loud volume. And I said to him, I said, I, I go, you can't be serious right now. I go, am I the one who lost by 51 to Carolina? Am I the one? Like you can't lose that game that no. way to that team. I don't care no. who you are. You better be V and, and V would never lose by 51. You better have a national title in your back pocket in order to lose something like that. And I, he just didn't understand the impact of that one game and, and what that one game meant. Now, I don't think Debbie fired him because of that one game. There were multiple performances that year that were bad, but here we are six years later and uh, if I said 107.56 to you, you would say oh, that's the game where state shit their pants against Carolina and the Smith Center. Unacceptable. Right, yo, it's totally unacceptable. And that wasn't a bad team. Mm-hmm. That's team no, 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 no. They, remember they started the year, what, three and two with, with, with one? Yeah, I think they, they went one at Duke. Played, they just played out of their minds against Virginia Tech. 
They had one at Duke that year, earlier that year. I mean, you can't you can't lose that game. I, 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 I'm with you. I think the Arizona game was probably the second one for me just because of all the things you talk about. I know yeah. it spawned kind of the quick memes, the early Kevin right. Keats is a winner. You know, I mean, we got those memes out of that. Yeah. Um, but that note, that North Carolina game was up there because it was so that, – that was such a fun game. It you, was. You, you you talked about Al Freeman and went to overtime. You had Markel Johnson going back and forth with Luke May you're, of all people. Mm-hmm. You remember there was a stretch there. And, and it, you're right. I mean, I think those three games that year kind of signified the state fans – we can compete with the big boys under Kevin Keats. I mean, and, and that's what they were looking for. And, you know, to win over Arizona, North Carolina, Duke, all those games the same year. I mean, I, I thought, yeah, I mean, those are the games I think you can go to with Kevin. And I was telling you, I mean, he's had some success in those moments. I mean, so far in his, his tenure. Now it's just a matter of can you go and. Yeah, take the next step. Yeah. All right, so let's let's now hit the, the worst Oof. in six years. And I think I know your answer this one's a popular answer on Twitter when I posed the question on Twitter. So I'll I'll let you in the draft take take the the obvious answer here. Yeah, um and Virginia Tech. It's 27 points. Do I need to say even more than that? 24. 24. Yeah. I, I gave him 3. 24. I gave him 3. It's 47 24. At home. 24 point I mean and the funny thing about it, I was looking that game up when we were talking about these topics, and I was, in the very next game out, three days later, State goes and scores 96 against Carolina in the thing. How does that happen? I have no clue. I've never seen – I've never watched a game of basketball like that ever on, on any level. And um, and I'm talking – Joe, I don't know if you know this. I used to coach AAU basketball, so I've seen middle schoolers, and I've not seen a 27 point or a 24 point performance yeah. in a game before. I mean, that was something. It's unexplainable. I it remember when Kevin out. came to the media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin yeah. came. To, he couldn't even really explain it. It, just, it was 20 to 14 at the half. So yeah. Virginia Tech was kind of slogging it through there with them. And yeah, their 47 points was not exactly any great mm-hmm. shakes, especially considering some of the players that they had on that team. Um, but yeah, State ends up in that game. Two of twenty-eight from three. Yeesh. <laughs> and Wyatt Walker is is one who hit one of those threes. Um, yeah, it's the lowest scoring game in in the uh, shot clock era. So basically, when a team was trying to score, it's the fewest points anyone's ever scored when they were trying to score. That's ignominious for sure. Um, but I'm not going to give it the worst. I think losing to Carolina twice in 20 was bad. That was a Carolina team that went six and 14 in the eighth. Yeah. Two of those mm-hmm. were against state after the home loss. That's when Kevin called me and he was like, uh, all right, well, what's up with these fans? Like, why are they mad at me? And I was like, okay. <laughs> I said, you could lose to the team. That's number one in the country against Carolina. No problem. Kobe White lights you up. No problem. Luke May lights you up. Cool. Um, but Garrison Brooks and uh, a couple of garbage men cannot beat you on your home floor the way that they beat you. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, man, come on. When they're down, you got to kick them. And that's what actually got her a little bit too. Uh, you mm-hmm. remember they did the 06 year when everyone was, was like, about to oh, say that. Yep. No, it's not that good. And then, then yeah, obviously Hansborough turns out to be pretty darn good. Uh, one of the most productive players in the league history, one of the most accomplished players in college basketball history. 
but that's not what was expected of that Carolina team after winning it all in 05. Um, and, and Roy Williams has since told me that's one of his most rewarding seasons that he's ever had. And then they, they beat her by 24 at home, but this is not about her. This is about Kevin. So let me get to my number one. It's actually from this season. Um, and I said this to him. I said this to him after they beat, after they won their first game against Virginia tech in Greensboro, where they scored 97 points and absolutely beat the brakes. Yeah. Off of one of my favorite coaches, Mike young. I was like, I went up to him. I said to him and I hit, like I, 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 I hit him on the chest. I said, you can win this effing thing. You can win this thing. And he's like, well, how many ACC, how many NC state coaches have you said that to? I go, you are the first one. You're the first one. Because 97, my senior year, Herb gets to the final. But they were, I mean, that Justin oh, Ganey team. Man, man uh, no one better ever say a bad word about Justin Ganey in my presence. Right. Uh, Annie Strong, CC, Osh. I mean, they poured that thing out, man. But they had they had nothing left for a, 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 a UNC team with two Hall of Famers on it. Give me a break. And then Shimon Williams ends up, you know, catching fire in the second half of that game. 07, kind of similar down in Tampa. You know, Sid's team makes a run. That Carolina team was obviously very good, but not. Yeah, they didn't have those. They didn't have those horses on there. Um, Gottman down in Atlanta. You know, the 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 Kendall Marshall game. Obviously, oh. that was ridiculous. That state team was obviously good enough to win that tournament, but that wasn't. That wasn't. You know, they weren't. That was the semifinal game. It was also the Carl Hess sticker gate, uh, tape gate. So. Uh, I did. I went up to him and said, I'm like, you can win this thing. There's no reason that you can't win this thing. And the truth of the matter is, Duke took advantage of the opportunity. State didn't. And to lose to Clemson, after Clemson comes to your place and absolutely puts it on you, like, I didn't mind losing. I, I'm a I'm a big believer, and if you're going to lose, lose big, Svenge. So I don't care that they lost 96-71 at home to Clemson. But the next time you see them, you better pay their ass back. Right. You can't lose 80. I mean, that game wasn't even competitive in the second half. Um, and I was, and I, I gave them no chance against Creighton. They actually played better against Creighton, but I, I, I was, that's easily the most disappointed I've been in an NC state team other than the Vanderbilt game from 04. Oh yeah. That one was bad. I, I, man. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think disappointing is the right word to use when you look at that, that, uh, ACC championship or ACC tournament matchup yeah. against Clemson, because yeah. you're right. I mean, I think there was a thought that state was, that that it was just a complete. The first matchup was a blip, like in Raleigh, and you're you're gonna go and yeah and take care of business, especially how you had just played against Virginia Tech. But I don't know what it was. Clemson seemed to have State's number. I don't their know. number for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but that that's a good one because I'm with you. I felt like all year, and you could tell by the way the standings played out. I mean, that league was as wide yeah. open as it's ever been. And they beat Miami. You know? They beat Duke. Right, Those are the two teams were in the championship game. Right. Um, the, the opportunity was there. I just, that was, that was a pretty big disappointment. You know, it's not disappointing though. All of these ads that I've sold, do it. let's do it again. Keep selling them. Keep we'll selling come, them. Yes. And we'll come back and we'll hit Svenge's boy. Diamond mm. Dave Dorn, his guy ride or die. Let's go. Move on. All right. Whether you're looking for basketball cards, football cards, baseball cards, they have them at Oak City Sports Cards. I want to thank everyone who's gone down to Oak City Sports Cards in downtown Raleigh. They've told Weston and his crew, hey, the podcast, Law of the Wolf, the OG, they're the reason I'm here. Can't tell you how happy that makes me feel. 
I went, I got a, a box of Bowman U Chrome cards, which actually have college players in them, including Brendan Armstrong, NC State's Brendan Armstrong, uh, Savage Wolves, our guy, Brendan Armstrong, in last week's episode of Law of the Wolf. Get those Bowman Chrome cards. More importantly, when you go see Weston, get the cards you already have, get them graded. That's the best way to get the best value for your card. You're getting an honest deal. You're going to get a fair deal from Weston. Check them out. It's oakcitycards.com. All right, maybe you're on the move for this holiday 4th of July season. Uh, you know who's there for you? Breeze through. If you're out and about on the 4th, stop by a breeze through with 76 gasoline and save 17 cents. See what Adam did there? 1776. So when you're buying gas with that 76 fuel, fuel forward app, Simply download the app, create your account, and take advantage of the revolutionary savings from 76. Fourth of July only, it's 17 cents off of gas from 76. Where can I find a Breeze Through with 76 gas? So glad you asked. You can find 76 gas at Breeze Throughs in Raleigh at the Arena, Pool Road and Leesville Road, and in downtown Smithfield, Garner, Blowing Rock, and Apex. Breeze Through Crew, they've got you covered for wherever you are on the 4th. All right, Svench, the floor is yours. You are, uh, are you yes. a known Dave Doran stan? I didn't know I was as much until I came on here. I'm glad to figure <laughs> out that I am. <laughs> um, you know, you know I, wait, before we get started, I'm going to give people, so we've known each other for mm-hmm. 20 years. Long time. Yeah. Okay. And, and mostly you have a viewpoint that's here. And my viewpoint is usually here right Mm -hmm. we don't while we agree on some baseline things for the most part we we see things differently Mm -hmm. and you know me and how stubborn i am i'm like what why doesn't svenge like because you'll text me and i'll be like what what are you talking i I just don't what are you talking about we don't always agree but i will say this you you were the one who taught me this and i'm going to give you credit for this okay because I, I I get, I, I I have been irrational sometimes when it comes to Dave. And I remember it was the year I was seventeen, and you had and they were that was his best team, and they're kind of running hot. And you had said to me, you go, and they had lost to South Carolina, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I'm I'm kind of running through the litany of Dave criticisms. And you said to me, you go, okay, well. What about the Clemson game last year? Do you think Dave could have done differently? And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and this is the Bambar game. And he's like, you were like, did he miss the kick on purpose? Like, did he like mm-hmm. <laughs> you said, if Bambard makes that kick, aren't you sitting here and talking about what a great win that was? What a great performance yeah. that was. And a lot of it was because of the way that they played that game. Defensively, they dominated that game. Dominated right? turnovers, only, pick six. It was the only pick six of Deshaun Watson's college mm-hmm. career. And they were absolutely dominant. Matt Days played one of the best games I've ever seen. Gutsy performance, great performance. And you said to me, does your opinion change of the way that they performed in the game if the kick goes in? And I was like, damn it, Svenge. You, you got yep. me on that one. You got me on that one. I'll give you another example. Um, so I've tried another guy, to think of that when I think of how you explain things to me. Yeah, another another example is another guy that that I think a lot of NC State fans maybe aren't too high on is Mr. Lee Fowler. 
Do you, do you remember? Yeah. And, and I, I used to use a similar analogy to him because, you know, we were talking about Herb earlier and Sydney and, and the, the ACC championship games they made it to. I think Herb made, what, three in 10 years? Yeah. Uh, I believe it was. And um, yeah, Lee, was there, for, Lee was there for multiple ones of those. And, you know, he's judged ultimately by winning a championship in the in the revenue sports. You know, obviously you've got the big Directors' Cup stuff that comes out, but fans want you to win revenue titles, right? And I'm sitting here and I'm like, this guy's standing in the stands. You know, he's sitting in the stands. And if Herb wins one of those, right. is Lee a better is Lee a better AD? Like, what what could he have possibly do any different from that point on? He's he's sitting there watching JJ. Red- yeah, he's sitting there watching JJ Reddick obliterate you. And he can't do anything about it. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's certainly, obviously, there's levels to what – I mean, again, that's not saying he or no coach isn't open to criticism. They clearly are. Sure. But when you get into a certain position, it becomes a deal of, you know, it's on the guys to get it done. And I'm a big believer in that. And, I, and that's why I, we're, I remember we were talking about that with um, Clemson in 2016 because, I mean, you couldn't have played that final drive any different if you're NC State. You no. get the ball back, you milk it all the way down to the final – whatever it was, three seconds. You've got Dabo over there with his hat off. You know, he's telling everybody, I'm sure he did. Yeah, on the ground praying, and you miss what was it? What's essentially now an NFL extra point, you know? So that's not my game. No, no, no. Let's go. um, Let's start with the worst Mm. so we can end uh, this podcast on a high note. Let's start with Dave Doran, head coach since 2013. Let's go with your worst loss of the Dave Doran era. This one may surprise you. I don't know. Um, because I, 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 if you've noticed the theme of me, I've been trying to find games that are in high leverage moments, right? Yeah. Games that matter. Opportunities. And yeah. the opportunities. And because, you know, the goal at NC State right now is to win a coveted championship in football or basketball or baseball. And so we talked about it with Elliot. There were, there's been several spots. I think the best spot State's been in Um for me at least, was Clemson 2017 at home. That's a great pick. You know, because you were Clemson had already lost earlier in that year. So yep. I think it was Syracuse. State was State had them at home. State was undefeated at that point in conference play. You win that game over Clemson. And you're talking like this was like you, you already talked about Dave's best team, probably 17. Yeah. You've got Chubb, you've yeah, got Nike. Not even it's not yeah, good. you've got Nahe, Finley, all these guys. You win that game at home and you go two games up on Clemson, I think, with two games to go. Yeah. And and then to lose on the procedure. You're essentially, yeah, you essentially locked in a tie for the division at that point. And you lose it 38 31. You have the big, the punt return for a touchdown oh, after you get up early. Here. McLeod yeah. had the punt return. Yeah, the overthrow of Harmon. Long run on the uh, substitution package. NC State didn't have any of their four NFL defensive linemen on the field. When right, they're trying to steal a play. series, trying to steal a series in the third uh-huh. quarter of rest. You overthrow Harmon on a bomb. Uh-huh. You, you miss Jay. You miss Jay Sam on that final drive right down the middle where you know. Yeah, you can get a that was a great play by Kayvon Wallace. Though, uh, yeah, I, I just thought that game. You know, if you win that game, yep. you, all this, you, you, yeah, yeah, because you probably think that year. I mean, I was trying to think who was on the coastal side that year. I feel like State and Clemson were clearly the two best teams in the league. Uh, I can't really remember who's on it, but but State was right there. Um, Virginia. Yeah, I mean, like, I I just think that game to me stands out as his worst loss because I do believe that was his best chance to lock up. Uh, And you had him at home. And and it was Clemson. You know, we talked about Clemson coveted wins. That how great would it have been for state to be that that be your first one you get against Clemson? Yeah. Uh you you just trumped me. 
I was going the other way. Um, okay. Because the ECU game in 16 stands out because Scotty Montgomery Ooh. was so incompetent. Scotty Montgomery won nine games at ECU. Three of them were against UConn, who was the at the time the worst program in, in all of Division I. Um, two of them were one double A games, and then one of them inexplicably against an NC State team that featured 16 NFL players. They beat 33-30 at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in 2016. That one's a tough one for me. Uh, that same year, they lost at home to BC. BC had a 12-game ah. losing streak in the league. That was a home game. Yeah, that was on my uh, list. That was a Jacoby game, Jacoby Brissett team uh, that I enjoyed. Uh, but it, the, neither of those are my choice. The Jamie Newman game is my choice. 2018, the uh, Thursday night state actually in position to make a... a 10 wins. Ball. Well, 10 wins also mm -hmm. a New Year's Six because yep. people forget. They were 13 in the college mm -hmm. football playoff rankings going into that game with just an absolute layup of a schedule remaining. There was Louisville who fired their coach remaining. There was Carolina who, who was about to fire their coach remaining. Yep. And I think there was ECU who fired their coach <laughs> remaining. So they had oh. an absolute cakewalk into, I think, would have been the Peach Bowl, which would have confused people. Well, state Joe, they played in the Peach Bowl. Wasn't why doesn't that count as a major? Well, no, it, it doesn't. Okay, <laughs> doesn't count as one. Uh, so to me, and then if you don't remember, Wake was a three touchdown underdog. They had been missing twelve players because of injury, including quarterback Sam Hartman. And here comes this guy no one's ever heard of, Jamie Newman. State played with their food the whole game. And offensively, yeah, God bless Chris Dunn. It's probably one of the reasons he has that record. But God, he kicked so many field goals in that game when all he had to do was score a touchdown. And Wake ends up winning that thing on Freudenthal's touchdown in the last, I think, 33 seconds. So that man, that's a great pick. I think that game, I know the the memories I have from it. I think that's one of two games I have for Doran. He that state blew a double digit fourth quarter lead yeah. in. They were up 10. That you, if you remember, late last seven minutes, they had two fourth downs to win the game. Yes, went for it on both of them. Yes. Didn't get either one of them. I mean, you I get know. fourth and five, you throw the out route to Thayer Thomas. To Thayer. You, I mean, Thayer which was open. Yeah, yeah, you miss it. I mean, you convert well, that, you, you win the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so that game, that game is, and that's where I think it's interesting when you can look at it. Do you look at significance or just bad losses? Yeah. Right, like, that and I think if I were going games. bad mm -hmm. loss. Yeah. That's the one I would pick because yeah. that you can't lose that game with that team. Mm -mm. You can't. All right, let's end this podcast the right way, though. Let's go with the best win of Dave Doran's tenure. I got multiple choices here. I don't mm -hmm. know which one you're going to go you with. You go first. All right, I'll go first. I'm actually going to go with Carolina. Now, he's got three really good wins over Carolina. Yeah. This year, they beat Carolina with no quarterback. In 16, they go over to Carolina. Speaking of great Matt Day's performances, he was unbelievable. I uh, would love for them to retire Matt Day's number, by the way, or at least honor mm -hmm. it. Um, but, and that saved Dave's job. He was legitimately, Debbie was ready oh, yeah. to get rid of him. He was six and six, lose the game. They're six, or he was five and six, lose the game. You're six and six, you're five and seven, you're, you're, you're gone. Uh, so that game is obviously important. That was a really good Carolina team, too. But I'm going with 21. I'm going with the comeback against Carolina at Carter-Finley Stadium, the Emeka Amizi tony Grimes game. Come at me. 
Carolina fans. You're awfully quiet about Tony Grimes now. I wonder why that is. Um, but that's the game. The onside kick, the two scores by Amezi. Um, just the, the complete and total improbability of it. And yeah, that, that's my uh, that's my pick. Man, that that game. Um, I had forgot about that one. I, because of the, the the circumstances, really, when I think Carolina, I think of 16 yeah. because of what you talked about in terms of if you're talking big wins, if Dave doesn't win that game, he's not here. He's and gone. You already. Yeah, he's gone. Yes. He's he's admitted it. I think Debbie might have gone on record yeah, and admitted it like they. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, this isn't one of these like message board rumors. No, right. No, this no, is. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so I had originally I was going to go 16, but now that I've been thinking about it. I think his best win is Clemson. Okay. 21. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason for a couple of reasons for one, you know, obviously like that's been the hump that, that he's not ever, he hadn't ever got over. He's had wins against Carolina, but winning against Clemson has been one that we've seen kind of, can he get that quote unquote big, big win? Right. right. I mean, I think that's probably, if you look at it, that was maybe the first one you would lay, but you could look at Louisville with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But it wasn't to, right. But it wasn't to that level of Clemson, but then you also factor in, at the, the timing of it early in the season, State at, came out of that game saying, we got a legitimate shot to win this division this year. And, you know, you end up not getting it done because Wake has their magical year where, you know, you go over to Wake, you lose that game, whatever it was, I think 45-42 or whatever yeah. it was. But then um, – and then Wake just kind of finishes out, take care of business the rest of the way. So even though State was in a position, that win I thought put them there. And – um you know, really, it ended up being the one to keep Clemson out of it. If you look at it, because Clemson did beat Wake in 21 at home. They did. Um, and so that was the game that also kept Clemson out of it. But I just thought ever since 2016, when he when you the Bambard kick, you, did, you didn't yeah. make that. It just felt like every year, right, is this going to be the year you can get Clemson? Is this? And it was just not happening. Oh, and then to get it done, yeah, and then the way you do it, right, and yeah. the way you do that was similar to North Carolina – in overtime, you know, the, the big pass to Devin Carter down in the end zone. Um, I just thought from a big win standpoint, any you know, I mean, he doesn't have many against Clemson. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but but yours is there in my opinion too, because of the just the dramatic effect, because it's the same year. And I'm sitting here thinking at the end of that Carolina game, and I know you are too. You're gonna lose to this team, but this year, <laughs> and you know, and um to, to find a way to win that game, it, like there, there, there was some prob- probability that was given yeah. at that point. You, you remember seeing it. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't state it. But it's like you can't that, – that wasn't that never happens to win a game like that. Down whatever it was, yeah. nine with two minutes to go. It was crazy. So, there was literally only one way for Carolina to lose the game, and it was for a complete and total bust in the secondary yeah. on, on the first touchdown. And that's how the game got going. And then, of course, Chris Dunn. A lot of people will always remember, you know, high scoring, this and that. But I think that onside kick was the best play of his career. He recovered. He, he, he recovered that's his best play of his career. Yeah. yeah. There's no he, doubt in my mind. Yeah. He said that. I agree. I mean, I thought hell of a play by him and, and all of that stuff. It kind of felt like um, on a basketball side, I, I, I remember you comparing it to, you remember the, the LSU win under Godfrey? Yeah. And you remember how it felt like, but it felt that everything had to fall in place. They were oh. down, I think, 14 with like five minutes to go. And it was just like three went in, turnover. And it just, yeah, everything fell in place. And that's kind of how that game played out, man. It was a, um, 
that was a big win, and I'm sure I, I've got my my brother-in-law's a Carolina fan. He still brings that game up here as one of the ones he or a Carolina grad is one of the ones he hates the most because you know he, he kind of felt like uh, that they gave we gave him that or they gave State that one. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, Svench, we did it, man. I appreciate yeah. you, and uh, hopefully we'll have some more good wins to talk about this football men's basketball season yeah we, and we need to get jay get do one with jc man get jc on here yeah, and he had um jc definitely had the carolina for keats the the first uh-huh. year doran i think he liked lamar because it was lamar and there's a little bit of a knee i know maybe at the time you're thinking well louisville wasn't that good they didn't finish that season that good but he also made the point the way that louisville beat state in 16 for them to come back and then beat Lamar on that stage. And the way that Chubb played was amazing. And then he had Arkansas baseball. He had the, the Arkansas. Win yeah. One. So look, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't blame you for the Lamar Jackson one, man. I think look, for me, Lamar Jackson was, is right there is maybe the best player I've seen. Oh, I mean, he's on. I was at the game down in Louisville the year before. Yeah. Obviously they were oh, my gosh. From, the, from the Bambard miss. But Lamar Jackson looked like God in cleats. That right, day. Like right. Was, I mean, he was yes. dropping times, and it was preposterous the way that he was moving around and throwing the football. I think that was really the first time he moved up on somebody on an NFL radar. Because mm-hmm. remember the year before, that was his breakout year. Yeah. No, I was gonna say you remember the year before was the game in the rain in, in Carter Finley where he wasn't even the starter. Mm-mm. It was Mm-mm. Reggie Bonifin, and they were kind of dicking around and then all of a sudden he comes in and he outruns uh the safety was it akeem jones yeah completely out of out of the i, I hope i didn't just slander the wrong safety but i just remember <laughs> somebody was might have been my boy josh uh but somebody was in the wrong spot and that play just completely changed the complexion of that game so lamar jackson owes a lot to uh to nc state superstar exactly. superstar all right, Spencer. I appreciate you, yeah, man. Best of luck. And of course, insidepackspots.com. Catch all of his work. And yeah, go fight with him on the message boards too. He'll, there you go. Let's argue. Let's argue he something. It. He loves it. I think my juices flow all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know as much as I know. Right now, we've been able to stuff to stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a triple play. Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people.